With the first overall pick in the 2021 draft, it is my esteemed honor to announce that Trevor Lawrence is coming to Jacksonville, boys. Guys, we did it. Welcome to God Hates Jags. It's official. We're allowed to talk about Trevor Lawrence. Uh, if you remember last week, I said we couldn't talk about him. But we did our deed. We lost. The Jets did their deed. They won. And now Shimmer's got the Clemson Ohio State game in the background because I don't have ESPN. So I'm watching it through Zoom on my friend's TV. Guys, we did it. How, how happy are you? Uh, I've had some a couple days for it to settle in, but I was very uh, elated, I would say. Uh, Sunday afternoon, I think the as soon as the Jets game ended and it was official, I was busy, but people were telling me while I was at work that it happened. So I was pretty excited. I'm not going to lie. Um, honestly, uh, I know this isn't surprising. My mind went into like a different direction of how do we lose him now? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I did the same situation. Thing. Like, like I, the game is on. Part of me wants him to just not play and go straight to the draft. <laughs> like just go ahead. Be like, I don't think so. I'm going to go ahead. Wait, wait till the professional career. Um, so I wouldn't mind if they lost. I think it'd be cool if we had a championship, you know, two time champion quarterback coming in. But if he lost, it wouldn't be the worst thing. But ultimately until he's like wearing the Jersey, I'm still, like a bit worried we're going to get Jaguar here and somehow not get him. I, that has crossed my mind, like I said, over the last couple of days, but I keep telling myself like, there's, there's no reason for, well, there's no reason for him to return to college football, but there are some other circumstances where it could get ruined, but let's not talk about that. Yeah. We're, we're only talking good vibes today. Uh, <laughs> so first off, currently as we're recording, it is, 8 p.m., 8.22 p.m. on New Year's Day. So first off, Happy New Year's, guys. Welcome to 2021. Happy New Year's. Yeah, so... Can't go anywhere but up this year. I know, yeah. It's... <laughs> it can I mean, technically... things are looking better so far for 2021. Oh, yeah. Things are looking real good so far. We got that late Christmas present when the Jets won. So kind of rewinding about almost a week ago... Uh, you know, we were just as our first time being able to get all together and talk about what happened. Like I watched the whole Jags game, you know, like normal, we got creamed by the bears and I don't have just like how I'm watching the Clemson game right now. We literally just watched the first play as we're recording. Uh, I'm watching it on zoom on shimmers TV. I don't have ESPN. I don't have any of the fancy like NFL red zone. So when the Jags game ended, I just wanted to watch the end of the Jets game because, you know, I've been watching on my phone and they were still winning and, you know, we were getting excited. But then they went to, I think, the Dallas game or something next. And I was like, no, like, give me the Tam Jets game. And then that game ended and then the Jets game was still on. So they finally went to that game and I was very excited to get to see, like, the last two minutes. And it came down to, it was like, what, the Browns, like, fourth and one? And yeah. Baker tried to rush it, and there was some kind of weird loophole NFL rule where he, like, fumbled it or something, and it, like, it looked like it could have been a first down, but he fumbled, so it didn't count or something. I don't even know what exactly happened. It was well, – you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the rule is – What's the rule? The rule is if you fumble the ball, only the player that fumbled the ball can advance the ball. So – 
if you fumble it, that's why you see like uh, if the quarterback fumbles it, one of the offensive linemen or running backs in the backfield will just jump on it because you can't advance the ball. That's a penalty, and it also it negates any um, forward progress of the ball. So because he fumbled it, uh, I think Kareem Hunt picked it up and then tried to get the first down with the ball, but that's not allowed. Once the ball is recovered after a fumble, unless you're the player that fumbled it, you can't advance it. And the reason they made that rule is for anyone that knows like old NFL games, there was a game, a Raiders game, like in the seventies, the Holy roller game where I think Fred Bolitnikoff caught the ball, like on the two yard line, fumbled it and he just hit it forward into the end zone. So another Raiders player would, jump on it and then because he landed on it in the end zone they scored it a touchdown but then everyone was all up in arms saying that, that that's basically bullshit because then you can just throw the ball forward whenever you're moving so hmm. it's like i feel like the of the past decade the jets most famous play is the mark sanchez butt fumble and this is like i don't know <laughs> like the jets were part of another really weird fumble thing that happened to help them this time and it also immensely helped us so uh, bless this weird fumble rule. I'm all about it because last year was, uh, you know, or last week was, you know, Frank the Tank getting us the first win. But now this week, this fumble secured us Trevor Lawrence. And Shimmer, what just happened? He just scored. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, he just ran a touchdown in. Although he took a, a kind of a shot to the back of his head. I don't know if I like watching. <laughs> Is he? Does he look okay? Did he get up? He, he seems to be fine. Okay, good. Fine. All right. So Shimmer's going to be our main keeping us updated on the Clemson game. He's the only uh, one who has cable out of, yeah. <laughs> out of the three of us. I got like a million streaming yeah. services, and I specifically even tried to upload or, or uh, upgrade, I was telling you guys, my, my Disney Plus to get the ESPN Plus, and it won't work. If anyone listening wants to explain how to get ESPN Live if you had the Disney Plus bundle upgrade, because for the life of me, I don't know what to do. I, I, I'm spending more money, and I feel like I'm getting – less features because now i'm just frustrated but that's that's just married suburban life sean you're gonna have to get used to this you want something from your cable provider (laughs) and they're just fucking you i'm so so upset i actually learned they have service they have like businesses where you call somebody and then they do like that at&t complaining wait and hold forever phone call for you for money huh i can look into this I don't know if I would do that because like the only reason you're calling them is to try and spend less on your bill. You know, if I complain enough, maybe they'll knock some money. So like paying someone to do that for you is kind of counterintuitive. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Well, between your TV shimmer and on my laptop, I just have like the ESPN, you know, like the, uh, the stat tracker open. I feel like I got a pretty good representation of what's going on as the uh, the new number one Trevor Lawrence fanboy uh, two weeks ago, could care less about him. But now I'm, I got his little Sean, picture over here. And uh, in our pregame, what we're going to talk about, Sean referred to Trevor as my baby. He's my, my baby. baby. <laughs> so he's come full, 100% full circle to Trevor and cares not for Justin Fields. No, I've been stalking <laughs> his Instagram. I've been doing a deep dive. Welcome, Sean. It's, I, uh, I found out all nice about his fiance. Oh, it's great! It's beautiful. This man's so good. What I've been, what I've been saying. All, <laughs> we got a good life. Year long. This has been the most <laughs> successful year uh, since 2017 for the Jets. It's the we have. 
we have so much optimism. Uh, we're a day and a half away, basically, from the last game of the season against the Colts. Uh, James Robinson, DJ Chark, uh, I feel like somebody else, Colin, uh, Colin Johnson, they're all being held out of the game. Like, you know. CJ Henderson. CJ, yeah, he's been on IR yeah. for a while. Yeah. Like, we're getting ready. There's nothing to win at, from this game. Like, we're shutting it down. We're getting ready for next year. We have to make sure all of Trevor's weapons are going to be nice and healthy for him. Um, like, I don't know. Do you guys have any preference? Like, the only reason – if we win, it's like a, a, you know, we're undefeated in 2021 kind of a thing. And, the, like, the tank is complete. The only way to fully – fully complete the tank is if we do lose to the Colts, we guarantee picking uh, first overall in the second round. Cause like, you know, if the whole, if we end up with the same record as the jets, we would switch off. They would get the first pick in the second round kind of a thing. Do you guys care at all about that? Or are you just no. so like, like, do you guys want to win or lose to pay to uh, not Peyton Manning to Phillip rivers? I want to win. What's your, you want to win now? Officially get all have, the, is the there any effect on the Colts? Out. I think if we beat them and like XXX happens, they would miss the playoffs. Um, There's a possibility the Jacks knock them out of the playoffs. There is a possibility. That is worth worth it to me. (laughs) But there's also a possibility where if the Colts beat us and the Titans lose and some stuff happens, then the Colts would make it and the Titans would miss the playoffs. And as, you know, our biggest rivals, I'll always take the Titans missing it first. So – because we're now the 425 game. They moved us up some, so I don't know what all the other games are. Like, if it gets to our game and, like, the Titans already lost, which, I don't know, maybe they play the same time. I didn't look it up ahead of time. Like, if it gets down to where if all we have to do is lose and the Titans miss the playoffs, I'll take that trade off. I'll come. You would I'll rather – I'll complete the, the Colts, tank. You'd rather the Colts make the playoffs than the Titans? Oh, 100%. I hate the Titans. The Titans are the biggest I feature. I, I, I hate the Titans more than I hate the Colts. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do too, but I think that, <laughs> I, I mean, I think that the Titans, whether they make, it's Titans, uh, Colts, Texans for everybody, pretty much. Yeah, no, the I Texans say the- Titans, Texans, Colts. Mm. I never really hated the Colts. They just bashed us in for like a decade and a half, and it kind of get where you know it's hard to hate. Get used to it. Yeah, he's the greatest. We want him, you, want, Luck. you want him to be our GM, Shimmer. I say yeah. I've always if, been a fan. He could be our GM. I would I, I want to beat the Colts because I want to keep two AFC South teams from making the playoffs because all that does is make our division that much stronger going in the next year that we have two playoff teams. The Titans are going to make the playoffs, but I think two years from now, the Titans are still going to be a pretty solid team. Two years from now, when Philip Rivers is retired, the Colts are going to be going to be back to like the middle of the road team. So I'm not worried about the Colts. But this year, I would love to keep them out of the playoffs. Also, I would love that we start the season and end the season with a win against the same team. And even now that we have all these players out, if we beat them, that would be even more sweet. So fuck picking first in the second round. I don't give a <laughs> shit about that. I want to keep the Colts out of the playoffs. I would say I don't trust Mr. Khan. And I don't want one hollow victory at the end to, uh, for Doug Marone to, like, secure his job because Khan has done crazier things. There's no way. I, I want Doug to be so 
deflated by the end of the game that he turns in his papers personally before Khan can even contact him. Like, we saw the phone call during halftime during the Bears game. Khan put the, the call in for the tank, so now he just has to put the cherry on the Sunday and relieve Mr. Doug Marone of his duties. That's so, not what happened, but oh, uh, yeah. He put the call in. What else no, could he did it? What could it have been? That's he was talking I've about... I've never seen that. Oh, I've never man. seen... He told him to tank. That was what that phone call was. See? No, I've wasn't. never seen a coach with a cell phone on the <laughs> sideline ever. And I think they were tied at halftime, and then they lost by 30. And the only thing <laughs> that bad. happened was that he got a phone call at halftime from someone who was definitely fucking Shad Khan telling him, what the fuck are you doing? Could have been anybody. He got a call from the Shad booth. The, our guys that review all the plays telling him to not challenge a play that he wanted to challenge. Mm, it was already halftime, I'm pretty sure. So uh, Then why the would he be on, on the field on the sideline with a phone if it was halftime? The tank was on when they ran that prevent play and let them have a field yeah, goal that was, for sure. halftime. That was what, literally just go play defense. That was what just happened. Sure. So if, if you know we have Trevor Lawrence in, in our palm of our hands, if the goodwill Wait, continues. Wanna, before you – I wanted to – I honestly think – I'm not sure it's worth – I think they should lose. <laughs> You're down for it. One last. I'm, I think but why? this is why. Okay, so the draft is three days. Right after the first round, okay, you uh, have an entire day to prepare and see who's available for the next round, and you would have the first pick. That's an entire day to set up trades. In between days, if you have the first pick that day, that gives you more maneuver- maneuverability uh, to get who you want in the draft. Whereas if you have second, you don't know it, if that person that you is going to be available or not. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. I understand that. But like, this is the second round. There's, there, <laughs> there's, there's so many variables of who we could want. Every if, good player we've ever taken is in the second round. <laughs> right. But when are we going to like, then we're going to be talking about when we're going to pick in the, in the fifth and the sixth round. Like that's, we got the number one overall pick. We we we're have, greedy. We're greedy we now. know who we're going to take. Can we end the season on a high note? Since this game I wouldn't mind doing literally that. does Doug. not matter. I like Doug Barone. I wish him all the best when he's. I I don't want him to coach next season. I think he's a good person though. So I would like that for him to go out on a win because he is probably what second or third best coach in our history. <laughs> it's our short history, know, it's, right? Yeah. So um, I hope you know that he gets that, but I would not mind if they lost. I feel like the Colts game, sure. <laughs> like I'm Mr. Optimistic, you know, I thought we were going 10 and six, I think, or something like that. Uh, and then, you know, I, for like the first time in my life, got on the tank. And now that we secured the tank, I feel like this game is the most just like indifferent I'll ever be in a Jags game. Like normally I always want to win. And then I wanted to lose a couple games to get Trevor Lawrence. But now like, I, I feel like I truly... I'll just, I, you know, it's a game. I'll watch it. Whatever happens, happens. I really don't think I'm going to care either way. But it'll be a good send-off for Mr. Uh, Doug Marone. Not Todd Wash. He can go straight to hell. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Doug's, Doug pulled up. Like, it's hard to have three losing seasons where kind of just got worse and worse. And to still leave Jacksonville, like, everyone wants him fired. But, like, there's, like, no animosity, I feel. Like, everyone's pretty chill about it. 
Everyone, yeah, like, I think that's hard. Like, to, that's hard to pull off. Usually, people it's like, not that Adam Gase. They despise Adam Gase up in New York. Oh yeah, like we're just like, oh yeah, Doug. You know, yeah, see you around, man. <laughs> yeah, it's tough because it's, I don't want him fired. I just don't want him to be our head coach anymore. Like I have no ill will against him. He just doesn't deserve to be our coach yeah. ever well, again. Well, we have the first overall locked up. We have Trevor however many times we decide to record during the off season, which is coming up really soon, we can just keep talking about him. Uh, it's truly like, it's, it's the, the luckiest we've ever been as a franchise. Like, I mean, he could suck probably no, but he's our best chance at it ever happening. Uh, but he can't do it solely alone. So, you know, we'll definitely be talking about Trevor a lot during the off season, probably circle around to him towards the end of the pod. But uh, to, to kind of take a little tangent to what you were about to say, kind of talking about Patrick, we are going to have a head coach opening up and we're going to have a new GM, a new head coach, a new first overall quarterback. Like we need to pick somebody that's going to set up Trevor to succeed. Let's talk some head coaching candidates. We talked some GM last week. Who are you guys liking? Where do we want to go with this? Patrick, like you were talking head coaches. What, what do we need to do? to help Trevor Lawrence and help this football team not lose 15 games in a row again. I mean, I'm I'm assuming we're losing Friday, Saturday. Yeah. And yeah, I I mean, I'm assuming also, but in a broad stroke, let's say very broad stroke, we need an offensive head coach, Um, an offensive head coach that is willing to design the playbook around what Trevor Lawrence can do. Because if we get an offensive, red, uh, offensive head coach that is his philosophy is ground and pound, then you're, you're not really utilizing Trevor to the best of his ability, which I think he can – him passing the ball is only going to set up that, that running game. So, I mean, this all depends on how our entire offense looks the next year regardless. But offensive head coach, preferably – uh, one that can adapt his playbook to what Trevor Lawrence can do. But I would think that whoever we put in charge as GM, that's going to be a point that they're going to look for when they hire this person. If they hire them after that or before the head coach or after, I don't really know. Um, but I've got some candidates in mind, but I've also got a couple different avenues of candidates. So we could take a first-time head coach, Someone that's never been a head coach before, um, which is risky, I think we would agree, but also like there's high upside to that because everyone has to become a head coach eventually. We could go down that route. We could go down a route of promoting um, someone from college that's been a college head coach into the pros or uh, a head coach that's been a head coach before for one reason or another has taken on a coordinator role and then now they're ready to go back into head coaching. So I don't really know um, throughout the playoffs. I mean, there's candidates that we're looking at. We mentioned Eric, the enemy a couple of podcasts ago, um, but there's some other coaches on teams that are going to go into the playoffs that I think would be good fits. We've got Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator for the Titans, which I would be okay with because he's able to, he's formed his playbook around Derrick Henry, the best running back in the NFL. But also, I mean, Brian Tannehill is – he's got 30 touchdowns, like eight picks. Um, 
I'll take that out of Trevor Lawrence the first couple years until he ascends into God mode. Um, mm, you God got mode. Uh, uh, Don, I think Wink Martindale is his nickname, offensive coordinator <laughs> for the Ravens, uh, or uh, not offensive coordinator, but he's part of the coaching staff that changed their entire playbook around what Lamar Jackson could do. I mean, Ravens are now starting to hit their stride, but they're not an offensive juggernaut, but their offense is always innovative and always doing things that are interesting to watch on the field. Um, so those could be some first time head candidates. Um, there's an elephant in the room as far as uh, a coach that used to be in college who now is on television, who there's lots of rumors about him coming to Jacksonville. You guys know who I'm talking about. It's urban Meyer, former head coach of the Florida Gators former head coach of the Utah Utes and uh, most recently the Ohio state Buckeyes. I would not be on board for that strictly because he's wishy-washy. I think it would be a huge splash hire. It would get our name all over the news for months leading up to the season um, with all the hype around us. But I, I just, I can't put my heart behind that. Um, Keep Another them one away would, from my city. I yeah, hate that I idea. Just, I, I also, I don't want to hear all the. Coach. I don't want to hear all the Gator fans around Jacksonville saying, "Oh, we're going to the Super Bowl. We hired Urban Meyer. Like, they're the worst." Uh, most most Gator fans they they turned on him. They don't like him now. But there's also ones that don't know what they're talking about that still think he's the man, and. I'm not for that. Um, I think he is a great head coach. I just don't like the way he just leaves people high and dry. And I definitely don't want that for the Jaguars. Um, he's also another never returning, coached in the NFL. And he's never coached in the NFL. And it's a completely different game. Yeah. Um, I think that he could get – he could pull some coordinators because he has so many connections in football in general. But I, I, I still don't – I can't get behind him as a head coach. Oh, shit. Um, I found Trevor in it. In a Jaguar jersey on TV right now. <laughs> oh, no, really? What? Yeah. Screenshot that. And... Hold on. Hold on. He's got to go back in time and check that out. Pause this pod. We have to re- rewind our TV. <laughs> oh, there <laughs> is. Awesome. And then I got fucking Fields in a Jets jersey. All Jets jersey. Good. So Let's keep it that way. I he hope so Justin Fields busts during this game. I hope he gets stumped by Clemson. I, that's got to be the first... Trevor in a Jags mock on on TV, I would imagine. I don't know. I got to take a picture. <laughs> we also might be. I don't know. You know, it. I, I haven't. You know, refreshed Twitter a lot today. But today's January first, twenty 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 one. We might be the first Jags podcast to be talking about Trevor Lawrence in the new year. I don't know. Maybe maybe someone else recorded today and uploaded today, but. We That's might be the first for 2021, assuming I it's can a possibility. get this uploaded decently quick and someone else doesn't uh, <laughs> steal our mojo from us. Who's what, what's, us go- to it. what's going on? Is that Justin Fields running Shimmer? No, <laughs> it was okay. someone that Justin Fields had thrown to. Oh, man, I don't like that. I want him throwing interceptions. Uh, what about you guys? Who, who do you like as head coach candidates? My, my last one, I mean another- – well, who's your – if you had to be on the clock, you're the GM, you're GM Patrick – you just got hired by Mr. Shad and Tony Khan. Who are you hiring? Who's your guy? I I personally would This is Highlander. Go, you can only have one. I would try to get Lincoln Riley. If I couldn't get Lincoln Riley, I would like to get Arthur Smith. 
Well, I got opinions if you want to hear them. I mean, yeah. What else are we going to do? <laughs> Arthur Smith, <laughs> it seems like his career is based on having the best running back in the NFL for the past couple of years. I'm very wary of like, you know, the day he gets too old, like Ryan Tannehill has been playing really good. I think because, you know, when you have the best running back and it's like play action all the time, like I'm very wary of that. My guy, I'm going, I, I had, I, you know, a couple of pods ago, I was big on Eric Bieniemy. Uh I still really like him. Like, you know, I'm not gonna be mad. It'll be very hard for them to hire somebody that I'm going to hate. Basically, as long as it's not like Urban Meyer or some super defensive guy, because I think we need offense. Because like the second your offense is good, if it's an offensive coordinator, they take that away from you. And I don't want that. Um, I'll be totally cool with Eric Bieniemy. He's been chilling under Andy Reid for a super long time. His job is easier because he has the best quarterback in the league. You know, just kind of how like Arthur Smith has the best running back. I'm a big fan of Mr. Brian uh, Dabble. Dable? How do you pronounce his Able. name? Is yeah. it Dable? Yeah. I'm going, I think my guy currently is Brian Dable who has been the Bills offensive coordinator for the past two seasons. Um, it just like, I don't know. I think it looks, the Bills are having so much fun. Like they've been like their offense in the past two years has just gotten better and better. Like Josh Allen came in pretty raw. Like he was really bad his rookie year, but then he's been with Brian Dable the past two years. And, you know, they made the playoffs last year. This year, he's probably going to be like third or fourth in like MVP, you know, kind of conversations um like that's you know that comes straight from your offensive coordinator like you know working with him it's not a ground and pound they're passing it all over the field that's exactly what I want with Trevor I want him throwing it to Chark and hopefully we'll bring back Cole and James Robinson in the backfield Kyle Pitts fingers crossed like I don't want to see us handing the ball off a million times I want Trevor out there slinging it around that's definitely seems like what Brian Dable likes to do. Josh Allen's having an incredible year. He has a, what, I think he's at 34 touchdowns so far, 4,300 yards was still a game to go. Like he's been having a really great season and I would love to see. And it just seems like I've watched a couple like Bill's highlights things and they seem to love this guy. He's worked under Belichick, but he's done a lot of other stuff. He was also the offensive coordinator from Alabama. So like, I feel like he's gone far enough away from the Belichick tree where most of those guys flame out. Like he has his own identity besides working with Belichick. So locking it in as of now, January 1st, I'm going with Brian Dable. I think he's the right offensive mind to push Trevor into stardom. Okay. Possibly. Or I don't, you know. <laughs> All right. Um, so I've, na- I mean, I went through a pretty extensive list, uh, but I've narrowed it down to my top four choices. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a real GM over here. uh, So coming in at number four uh, would be a man who's coaching right this very second. A man named Uh -uh. Dabo Sweeney. Now, cons for Dabo is Dabo is already uh, 51 years old. uh, And he is currently uh, the highest paid college football coach at 9.3 million which is about three times what Doug Marone makes currently okay so he's sitting pretty uh you have way more authority like uh um like ability to really dictate your own terms in college I honestly don't think he's gonna lose so uh number three would be uh Joe Brady 
who's offense coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. Cool with that. Uh, the issue I have, I'm pretty sure Joe Brady is actually younger than all three of us. And I don't know. <laughs> well, then no. That with him being the head coach of my team. Uh, however, just a quick stat for you. Uh, LSU's offensive ranking when Joe Brady was call, uh, uh, calling the plays in 2019 was the first in the nation in college football out of 130 teams. This past season, LSU was 80th. So I think he might have made a bit of a difference. Joe Bur- Burrow obviously did too. Just, just a little. Uh, my number two choice is one that Patrick had already brought up, Lincoln Riley, who's 37 years old. His career record at Oklahoma is 42-8, and eight, okay? He's won the Big 12 all four years he's been the coach. And this is the stat that I really sold me because uh, this is my most realistic choice for coach. But uh, every co- quarterback that he has coached when he was at Oklahoma is currently a starter in the NFL. Baker, yeah, Tyler, and Jalen Hurts, okay? Every, every quarterback he's ever had. And if you watch Heisman that Peter winners game, or Heisman finalists. The one he's got now is going to be a starter in the NFL, too. That's Spencer Rattler. Yeah. Two uh, went uh, first overall. <laughs> Uh, another interesting fact that I found out looking in the Riley was a walk-on quarterback at Texas Tech playing behind Arizona Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury when he went to college. So there's hmm. your connection. Uh, and I said my, my number one choice is not that reasonable, but it's, that's why he's number one. And his name is William Bill Belichick. <laughs> and I want him to be the coach. Uh, I don't need to present his resume. His resume just says the best. Never heard of him. Is he is he gonna be the GM about. also? I don't give a shit if he comes and coach. Because his drafting be, has been pretty poor. That's the why past I want Peyton years. Manning as GM <laughs> and Bill Belichick as coach, and I will accept nothing less. I, I feel like I and don't Trevor, see Bill Belichick bowing down to Peyton Manning and like calling him, you know, saying yes, sir, to, to him. I feel like they would get along. <laughs> <laughs> they probably do have huge mutual respect for each other. I mean, uh, so if, if, if we had Peyton Manning and Bill Belichick, that would be like Dude, a, and Trevor. A, a rift in the, in the space-time continuum. That'd be like There's the m- weirdest happen. thing yeah. of all time. And Tom Brady is going to be our offensive coordinator. We're just like fucking the expendables of the NFL. Like, I think they um, would have like <laughs> uh, nine Super Bowls. Cause, uh, That's a lot of Super Bowls. Between the two of them. I'm down <laughs> for that. I would like to point out, uh, you guys had a lot of guys. I, I, was just, I just had my one guy. I would like to point out my guy, Brian Dable. He's Canadian, which, I don't know. That's fun to me. I don't want him anymore. What? No! no I am down for a Canadian <laughs> coach. I no, so he's going to move down the. Have Joe Brady. I can't have someone younger than me do that. I yeah. was just looking. So Not Joe yet. Brady, I just googled it. Is thirty-one years old. I can't have a fucking thirty-one-year-old head coach. Yeah. Like, I'm thirty. No, how old am I? You're I'm not 32. thirty-one. Are we thirty-two? I'm still 31 I'm thirty-two. For okay, so I'm thirty-two. I... <laughs> What's that, Shimmer? Yeah. Uh, this month I'll be turning thirty-two. What day? Seventeenth. Ooh. We'll have a, a birthday pod for you. Uh, so, yeah. You're the Joe same Brady's age as Joe Brady. No, Joe Brady is like a, 10 or 11 months younger than me. 
Oh my God. Yeah. Brian Dable's yeah, a nice. Brian Dable's 45. That's like, tell me 45 isn't the perfect head coach age. It's like you've had experience. Like, You're not a dinosaur. I would make him probably the youngest. I don't mean, it, he's got to be close to McVay as the youngest head coach ever. McVay was at 30, or is he maybe he's a little older? I yeah, think he was 33 when he got hired, but. In that ballpark. Shimmer, what just I happened? Do, I do like the Brian Dable. Uh, um, Travis, that's I, the end, just ran it in. Nice. Um, I think Brian Dable is getting the most out of um, Josh Allen and the Bills' offense in general because they've had kind of a rotation at running back this year also. Um, the thing is, like, these are guys that I really like. Um, you know, I, I would love to get Lincoln Riley for all the points that you touched on, Shimmer. Um, and, yeah, watching what they did against uh, the Gators a couple days ago, like, just destroying them that was uh, against, real bad, yeah, against a quarterback that's probably going to be in the NFL, maybe not starting next year, but he's definitely going to be drafted. Um, but the thing is like the Eric Bieniemy, the Joe Brady, well, not Joe Brady, but Brian Dable, Arthur Smith, if any of these guys run through the playoffs and their offense dominates in the playoffs and then they win the Super Bowl because of their offense, that's immediately going to be my head guy because they've all got, besides Patrick Mahomes, they've all got good quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks that anyone would want. Anyone would obviously take Patrick Mahomes, but they're building their offense around that quarterback, which is exactly what we need to do. Um, so I like all those guys that you said. Um, if I was pulling a guy from college, I would love Lincoln Riley but I'll take any of these offensive coordinators that you, that you guys mentioned that are currently in the NFL. Um, I don't think you can go wrong with any of those, those handful of guys. Sir, I any, don't, any former coach that you would accept? Uh, Josh McDaniels. Really? I no. I think I'd be cool with Josh McDaniels too. I would despise that. That's that, probably the closest to Belichick we'll get. Fucking, that guy seems like a, just a pompous ass. The whole Colts thing. I don't know. I do, not, I, like I do not like this of... guy's personality. Why? What do you mean? He hired an entire staff and then just backed out. Like, I don't know. But I don't like he also, did that before. He I... took Tom Brady when he was just coming in the NFL and then made him – he didn't make him what he is, but he helped him along the way. So you take Trevor Lawrence, who has way more upside, I think, coming into the NFL and then form him for the next 15 years. I'll take I, that. I don't know. That guy seems like I will not like to watch his uh, Monday morning like press conferences with the media. Brian D- Dabble, I feel like he that'll be fun. He'll be he'll bring donuts. It'll be a good time. Very Doug Marone esque. I feel. I don't know about the Josh McDaniels. Anyone besides a thirty one year old, I can't handle that. Like personally, <laughs> the other singular self esteem. That's who I wanted before I saw his age. Is that weird? <laughs> <laughs> he's too yeah I was like this like, is my guy this is who i want young mind right great at knows all uh about a passing offense i mean and then i saw that he was younger than me and i said fuck him that's what <laughs> <laughs> that's how you make these life. kinds of decisions it's just yeah, like that's my I like him or fuck him. Your gut. what do you guys think about uh the one big defensive name is robert sala the uh, defensive coordinator of the 49ers 
And his big thing, one, you know, he went to the Super Bowl last year, and his, like, the big thing this year is that they've had, like, a slew of injuries. And I guess they've been, you know, doing decent still on defense, which is, you know, attributed to his coaching. I I just don't want a defensive court. Like, he's bald, and he worked under Pete Carroll. Get that Gus Bradley vibes away from me. The second we're going to, like, clear out our stadium of all this, like, losing stink, you're going to bring in a guy that's, like, looks way too, like, I don't like it, you know? Okay. Uh, I'm glad you brought him up because I did look into him as a potential candidate. And I, I, uh, based on my research, have completely ruled him out. Okay. And I'll (laughs) explain why. Uh, So he's 41. He's the defensive coordinator for the 49ers since 2017. Uh, Before that, he was the Jaguars linebackers coach. So there's a connection for the team for three years. Wait, he's been here? Oh, yeah. Definitely no. He's not allowed to He got promoted. uh, No. But so I wanted to look in because everyone says like, you know, he's this great defensive mind. Uh, so I, I went and looked up the ranks of every uh, season for his defense that he was defensive coordinator for the 49ers. Okay. So in 2020, this season, they're 17th. Last season, when they went to the Super Bowl, they were eighth. In 2018, they were 28th in the NFL. And in 2017, when he started, they were 22nd. All right, so I averaged all that together. In the four years he's the defensive coordinator, his team's ranked 18.75, so like 18th or 19th in the NFL. Just for reference, I did the same thing with Todd Wash. (laughs) And Todd Wash's teams were 14th. His defenses Hmm. were 14th in that four-year span. So, no. I say no to Robert Sala. That's good enough for me, Shimmer. He did not have a better record than Todd Wash, in my opinion. Wow. That's like the, uh, there's a lot of like, you know, I don't know if you guys heard, like there's like the Andy Dalton line of like, if a quarterback's good or mediocre, like if he's above or below Andy Dalton, like like Todd Wash, if you're not better than Todd Wash, like, sorry, <laughs> immediate, like don't even come to the interview. I'm canceling. I'm Josh McDaniels and you, and I'm, I'm pulling out of the interview before you like show up to the building. Yeah, I, I just, A, I don't want, I don't think that we should go the direction of a defensive head coach. We obviously need to improve our defense. That's probably been the worst part of our team this year. But given the capital that we're going to have coming out of the draft, we're going to need offense. So I preferably would want an offensive-minded head coach. But, yeah, uh, I would let someone else take the chance on Robert Sala, I would say. I don't want the Jaguars to do that. Let's just please get an offensive coach. Yeah, one last thing to hype up my boy Brian, Mr. Dabble here. Dable. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm horrible with names. Uh, Dabble. 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 This one's a shout out to my man Patrick. You guys look real similar. Bald head, big beard. Tell me, you don't, like, that, that guy looks like he could easily be hanging out at like Intuition or Fishweir or Wicked Bar, like at some kind of craft beer place in Jacksonville. He's down to hang out with us. So I'd hang that, out with him, if that doesn't better, convince you. Yeah, he, he's probably rolling in the dough. So he'd be a good person to associate with. Oh yeah, he'll leave big tips around. I did stuff. not know what that guy looked like. So I had no idea. I like him. He looks like know, just a What good... does Arthur Smith look like? I picture a very old man for some reason. I feel like this is the ultimate, uh, you want to hire based on, oh, we're not hiring Arthur Smith. Are you kidding me? <laughs> is he an old man? 
Look, look at Arthur Smith. Look at this guy. That's what I like, want. You want to hire all of our coaches morphed together. All of our best coaches. He looks like he <laughs> has no time to care about how attractive he is. He only focuses on coaching football. This guy. Who Arthur Smith? <laughs> he's out. He's out. He's off. He's off the list now. Just you judgmental fuck. You gotta go with your gut. His, he doesn't have Man, a chin. His face just Lauren. morphs into his neck. It just slides down. And then he's standing next making, to... We know nothing. And we're just making oh, yeah. complete generalities based on their photos. Like Mike oh, Vrabel. You can't get a beer with that guy. <laughs> That's the ultimate... <laughs> Mike Vrabel? Arthur Smith standing next to Mike Vrabel looks like me standing next to like... Like Joe Jonas. Like some handsome, handsome man. Like I don't This care. guy's too ugly. Uh, Joe Jonas of the Jonas Brothers? I, I meant to say, I, th- I was thinking of, not Justin Bieber, uh, High School Musical, what's his name? Zac, Zac Efron. Efron. I was thinking of Zac Efron. <laughs> Just handsome, handsome Disney guys, basically. Just naming heartthrobs from yeah. 10 years ago. Trevor Lawrence, another heart, current heartthrob. <laughs> Who, What's going on over here? We got a tie game. Justin Fields uh, actually playing pretty good. He's only thrown four passes, but it's a tie game, fourteen all right now. So all right, I'll take you know. He's not as good as Trevor. Trevor keeps taking hard hits, and I don't like it. I, it, I, I can't. Some kind of bad Jags juju is going to happen. Like it's. I just want to get speak it into fruition. Yeah. Let's let's move on. I don't even want to think about it right now. I'm <laughs> uh, feeling good. I'm hoping, you know, hypothetically, by the next time we get on, assuming, you know, a couple of days, Marone gets fired, uh, you know, it's kind of hard because, like, you can't interview certain people if they're still in the playoffs and all that, and we're hiring a GM and a coach. Normally, the GM hires the coach, but, you know, not always. Like, it could be more of a joint custody thing over Trevor. It'll be weird to see if we hire the GM first or the head coach first. A or... joint custody. We only get to see him on the weekend. <laughs> um, I do think, though, that this past week made them the most, like, uh, the best open spot destination for GM and coach. I mean, they have oh. so many picks, so much cap space. They're getting the best quarterback prospect in a decade. And they got an open spot with the owner that he doesn't really get that involved, which – is what you can ask, like the most you can ask for is a GM. So, um, and he's willing to shell out money for contracts. So he's shown that in the past. I really think like they have their pick of the litter as far as any of these people go. It'll be really exciting. Hopefully in the next pod or within two pods, we're going to have a new GM and coach. So it's going to be be Arthur Smith. Mm. (laughs) Doesn't meet the handsome award for me. Unfortunately. Uh, That's what I think too. I wonder like, what do you guys Uh, think? Coaches have agents too, yes? Yeah. So are there coaches reaching out to the – well, will there be coaches reaching out to the Jaguars to interview? Or to like – if you're the one hiring, do you have to initiate the call? I would assume it's the team hiring initiates the call. But yeah. I bet it's happened the other way around and the team – said no <laughs> i mean why wouldn't the team if they wanted to hire you they'd reach out you don't and, think there's coaches maybe like assistant coaches definitely get hired that right way, but there's but not the head coach there's probably or, there's probably coaches that teams are like 
I'm not even going to interview him because he's got a good deal where he's at. But what if a coach tells his agent, like, see what's out there for me? Well, the head and then they I mean, reach out to the trades, Jaguars. Right. They've given up draft picks for head coaches before, you know? So, mm-hmm. That's uh, so strange. There are coaches that can initiate their own sort of transfer to a different team, but I don't see that with assistants. Assistants, you just reach out. I mean, I don't know. There's all sorts of clauses and shit that could prevent them, I'm assuming. But I think they, if a guy's got a shot at a head coaching job, you let him go, right? That's yeah. the whole reason they take the assistant job. What about this? So, do you guys um, – what do you think should be the first hire? Should it be GM or should it be head coach? It should be GM. The GM should be able to pick their head coach. Very true. It's just like I mean, such a and weird lineup with the playoffs. Three or four coaches to pick. Oh, Patrick's got a little, little, little fuzzies over there. He'll be back in a second. I was kind of waiting. I thought he was about to say something, but then he froze. What so if then, the coach? So then I did. Oh, here he is. Okay. Oh, I am about to say this something. This is great potting. Right? What if the coach? What if the <laughs> the coach is a uh, a splash hire and you came can, out, can you sorry, out I'm not listening. Cameron? You can't yeah, you came out of you were frozen and then you came out of the frozen saying, I, I, yeah, I am gonna say something. It was such perfectly timed. I'm sorry. It was like somebody dubbed your voice like when yeah, it was Japanese. I can hear you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it just, so it, you were moving and your voice did yeah. not match. And it was I can hear you guys. Well, wow. you, no way you hire the coach first. It's so dumb. Who fires the coach? Not the I mean, coach. I don't agree with it. The GM does. I just see, like, because the GM I hear you. is so important. Like, if it's getting, you know, like once teams are leaving the playoffs and, you, and, you, and they have their people they want to interview, but, like, your, your number one head coach person might already be getting swiped up, while like your potential GM is still in the playoffs, you know, like it's such a, basically I don't envy whoever Khan hired to do this process for him. Cause it seems very, sure. it seems very stressful to like try to line up all these interviews with who you're allowed to interview and when, and who's still in the playoffs. And you only get one chance, you know, this go for this season to make the but hire. What if you hire, what if you hire a coach that you think, and I don't know any names off the top of my head that would be like this, but a coach that you think would really fit with Trevor Lawrence, a coach that you think would really fit with the team around Trevor Lawrence, uh, all of our players, a team that or a coach that would really fit our city, everything like that. And then you hire the GM that you think would work well along with that coach. I think if you hire, if you if they're interviewing coaches and GMs at the same time, and a coach like blows them away in the interview, they have to hire them. It doesn't matter if they have a GM or not. Then you hire the GM. You keep, uh, I don't know. I think at one point you brought up, you said find a guy that like, you know, builds the offense around what Trevor does well. When I think I wrote down Trevor does everything well. Right? <laughs> There's literally. Easy. Whatever offense you put him in, yeah, I'm sure he's a little bit better at certain things, but like there's nothing he can't do. He can he's got a rocket, he can really run the football, and he can really throw it anywhere on the field. Like we're not in the Blake Bortles days anymore, right? <laughs> we so have take, moved on to you gotta a, give us a couple you gotta give us a while player. And <laughs> as long as everything goes our way, I mean, 
I want an offensive-minded coach that can build around his talent. But literally, I don't – it doesn't matter what system. That's why I've always wanted Trevor the whole time over Justin Fields because we wouldn't do that with Fields. We'd make him a pocket passer, and we wouldn't do the things that he does well. But Trevor can is so much better than that, and he will be successful in whatever system they put him in. So um, – also, you got to hire the GM first because it's a power thing, right? The coach can't fire himself. The GM is the person who fires the coach, and the GM will likely hire more than one coach, given like the history of the Jaguars. So very true. <laughs> you get okay. your choices. Just throwing out hypotheticals. I'm fine with your boy from the Chiefs, Josh Josh Horowitz. <laughs> uh, the Ravens, Joe Horowitz. Whatever. <laughs> One of those boys. I don't care if I've never heard of the guy. Great. I think that's great. <laughs> that's how he's those still, executive positions are supposed to be. He's still my number one candidate. Joe Horitz for GM from the Baltimore Ravens. He's been there 22 years. Won two Super Bowls. Drafted a slew of future Hall of Famers, Pro Bowlers, All Pros. That's my guy. You know I guess you could say that people? Patrick is for it for Horitz. Hey, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I am. I'm 100%. You know who else won two Super Bowls, have, Patrick? Peyton uh, motherfucking Manning. That's it. Eli true. Manning. That's true. He did. They both did. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, wait. So what's next? Who's got a game, game for us? us? Oh, I got a game. You got a game? I got First a game. First game of the new year. Uh, you know what? You know, uh, 2020 was obviously not the best year in uh, history, but something good did come out of 2020, and uh, that's this game. Time for a throwback. <laughs> Damn. It's Jaguars draft pick or reality TV star. Hey! We're Bring going it back, back to a hit. We're going back to a hit. Okay. Missed it. I think you guys know the rules, uh, but if you're – first time listening uh i'm gonna give you a name that person's either gonna be a jaguars draft pick or a reality tv star if you think it's a jaguars draft pick tell me either uh what round or position or college literally any piece of information attached to it that may be correct and if you think it's a reality tv star tell me the show and you can get up to two points okay are you guys ready Yes. Yes. Person with the most points at the end will be declared the winner. The first name in Jaguars traffic or reality TV star is D. Moroncola. <laughs> Did you say the Moroncola? <laughs> D, as in ABC. <laughs> D. Moroncola. <laughs> Moron. Uh, <laughs> D like the letter or D like D E E D E E. Oh yes, now I know who it is. Moron Cola. D. Uh, it could be Moroncola. Moroncola. <laughs> I like Moron Cola. I'll let Patrick take take the lead on this one right here. Um. God damn it, Sean. Uh So. <laughs> Let's let's say D Moron Cola is uh I'm gonna say he was a reality TV 
star person, and he was on uh, The Amazing Race. Okay, Sean, over to you. Uh, I mean, this guy sounds maybe a little Latin. Uh, sounds like maybe he'd be a good dancer. I think this man was on Dancing with the Stars. Wow. Season star, three. Yeah. Um, okay, so you both went reality TV star. Uh, Sean went Dancing with the Stars. And Patrick, your reality TV show was uh, what again? The Amazing Race. The Amazing Race. I feel like the, our guest every time is Amazing Race. It's like the only show we know, I feel. <laughs> D. Moron Cola was a defensive back. Damn, Damn it. <laughs> drafted uh, in the seventh round in 1999 out of Washington State. And he has no stats because he never played in a regular season game. Nice. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> what Undefeated. round? Seventh round? Uh, he was a seventh round pick in 99. When Joe Brady was 10 years old. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next name on the list is Jaguars traffic, a reality TV star, Emmanuel Smith. Emmanuel Smith. Sean, you're up first this round. I mean, that uh, sounds... Or zero, zero right there. <laughs> That sounds like a, a good salt Smith. Like, that's just a great solid football name. Uh, Emmanuel Smith definitely was a wide receiver that we drafted in, I don't know, 2003. Patrick, over to you. He ran a 4.440. <laughs> I have no idea. That's pretty good. Any of these people uh, come light, Lightning quick. <laughs> I didn't get that in depth. I want to say Emmanuel Smith, um, safety out of Louisiana Tech, drafted 2006, uh, fifth round. Okay. Uh, I know that's not right. <laughs> Emmanuel Smith is a wide receiver. Damn oh! In the sixth round of the 2000 NFL draft out of Arkansas, he did play in one game in 2000, but recorded no stats. Okay, Sean is up two to wow. one. Hell. Two to one here with his uh, selection of the wide receiver. Okay. Got a couple more rounds to go. Now I have to know his 40 time. Now that I was actually right. <laughs> you can look at it. Feel free to look it up. <laughs> He's from Arkansas? Arkansas. Okay. All right. Next, in Jaguars traffic, a reality TV star, Cam Williams. Hmm. Cam Williams. I want to go football player again. Uh, Cam Williams sounds like a guard from Fresno State. Uh, drafted 98. Sean, Cam Williams. Cam Williams. Hmm. Cam Williams. 
Cam Williams. Cam Williams. Uh, little known fact about Cam Williams. He's, uh, he's a big baker. He was on uh, MasterChef. Came in second place. Wow. Uh, uh, with his baking delights. Okay. Cam Williams uh, is a reality TV star. Damn it. Uh, she first appeared oh. on Are You the One Season 5 and is currently a contestant on MTV's The Challenge. So one point to Sean. Hey. Zero points to Patrick. Uh, the game... Sean three, Patrick one. There's still a lot of game left. Patrick can come back. What was the show she was on? Yeah, what two. is the uh, what is the challenge? Oh, I meant the other show. The it's there's two shows. One is called Are You the One? It's a dating show, and then the challenge is a competition show. It's great. I highly recommend it. Is that when they had great was, trash television? Was that the the Real World versus Road Rules thing from the nineties? Now they just take all the reality TV shows and then put them in this competition where they uh, okay. and then like they just do crazy shit and fight and fuck each other. It's a great television show. Perfect. I've been looking. Um, I tried to look up Emmanuel Smith. Apparently, there was an outside linebacker a couple of years ago drafted by the Chiefs, and I can only find his stats. So, uh, you should, uh, what was his forty time? <laughs> 4.64 that's good for a linebacker yeah. alright where were we <laughs> I'm winning okay. Sean is up 3-1 to one. Jaguars draft pick or reality TV star Leroy Garrett Leroy Garrett, Leroy Garrett. <clears throat> uh, Sean yes sir I think you guess? Yeah. okay Leroy Garrett was a. Uh, I think I think that was that running back that we drafted uh, back in uh, 90, 98 in the sixth round. All right. Zero Patrick, stats. Like call face. Sometimes. Well, I'm gonna say Leroy Garrett was a reality TV star. Because uh, I gotta catch up in this game, uh, Leroy Garrett was a reality TV star, and Leroy was on. Uh, um, so you think you can dance? Uh, season six. <laughs> okay, Leroy Garrett is a reality TV star. No, and also currently a contestant on MTV's The Challenge, <laughs> as well as Cam Williams' boyfriend. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Leroy Garrett. That's one point for Patrick. The game is three to two. I have two possible questions left. You uh, really like this challenge show. Oh, Cam yeah. and Leroy, my favorite Cam couple. I thought it'd be funny to pick a couple. And that is funny. <laughs> you both get it. Right? I'm currently uh, Googling them. Uh, Leroy's been like on MTV for like a decade and a half at this point. Wait, the, I, I, I just typed in Cam and Leroy, assuming Google would know what I'm talking about. And the first picture that pops up is a couple, I'm assuming is them holding hands, but they're on Nickelodeon's Double Dare. That's them though. Huh. How are they on Double they Dare? Get, they gotta get those checks, Sean. They'll appear on whatever you pay them. Don't you have to have kids though? Do they have kids? It's just the two of them. I mean, they're, they're very nice young the challenge couple. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> Double All Dare right. still a thing? Yeah, they brought back Double Dare? That sounds very important. I need to Yeah, that's what we're did. getting out of this. I thought it was on uh isn't there one like on Disney Plus now? I don't know. Is it? I don't know, but it's them with my man Mark Summers. So he's still kicking. Trouble, uh, if they did like a drunk double dare for adults, <laughs> get really into it. Sliding down the tongue mouth thing. Yeah. And I feel like <laughs> picking the uh, boogers. There'd be a lot of liability there, but it would be, at least for like a month, it'd be popular. All right. <laughs> Back to the game. We got Sean up three to two. The next name in Jaguars draft pick or reality TV star, Gregory. Span. Gregory Span. Gregory Span. Hmm. I don't know. Patrick, what do you think? I think uh old Greg Span is uh Greg Span is a linebacker. Um he's from San Jose State. <laughs> and Oh, all my players are from state colleges. Uh, he's from San Jose State, <laughs> and uh, he came out. Um, he came out 0-2 to the Jaguars. All right, what round? Uh, fourth round, duh. Okay, obviously. <laughs> what was the name again? Gregory Greg Span. Span. I call him Greg. Yeah. Gregory. Patrick's got a pretty close relationship. Span. With uh, he was, uh, he, he appeared on an episode of one of my favorite Netflix shows, The Floor is Lava, <laughs> and he did not make it to the end. He fell into the lava. <laughs> Never to be seen again. Okay. Gregory Spann is a wide receiver. No. Drafted. <laughs> In the seventh round in 1996, out of Jackson State, it was nice. a college. Uh, which couple facts about Jackson State? Alma mater of one Jimmy Smith, and the current head coach of Jackson State is Deion Sanders. Hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, Gregory Spann played briefly for the Jaguars, Bucks, Vikings. Uh, and never recorded any stats in a regular season game. But he did play a little in the Arena Football League, NFL Europe, and the XFL. However, Gregory Deuce Span II is a freshman quarterback for Illinois this past season. So this Span clan <laughs> might get their shot at NFL redemption. Once okay. again. Once again. <laughs> that was good. Okay. Uh, we've got one left. We got a tie game. Wow. I Wait, did I get a point because he was an NFL a player? Yeah. <laughs> it is tied three to three. We've got one more person left for this game. This is some riveting New Year's game <laughs> gamemanship going on right here. Okay. Here's what we're going to do to ensure a winner. Uh, I have no idea what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to play the game as normal. And hope cool. that somebody wins. Okay. I love this. Yeah. I'm going to write my answer down on my phone. So I think I you both like should write your answer down. Yeah, so I don't feel like I'm swayed by Patrick's opinion if, I, if he talks. It. All, okay. right. All right. Um, all right. And the next and last name for all the marbles in Jaguar traffic, a reality TV star, is John Fisher. John Fisher. Not to be accused, mm. uh, uh, confused with Bobby. 
This is John. <laughs> Although I did have to search for him. Oh, man. Ooh. Sorry, I'm watching that Ohio State game. There's a, these people are going at it. There seems to be a couple different cheap shots going on here. I know, uh, like not him. on my boy. Keep my baby safe. He's not even uh, – he's on, they're not even on offense right now. Okay. So fine. <laughs> okay. You guys got your answers ready. Yeah, I'm not happy with what I wrote, but I already did, so I'm going with it. Uh, okay. So, John Fisher, reality TV star, Jaguars draft pick. They both – Sean and Patrick have written their answers – on their phones, now is the time to reveal. Both hold up your phones, and then we'll just let you uh, uh, say it. Sean, you're up first. What did you write? I put left guard, 2005, out of UCLA. Okay. And I put uh, reality TV to catch a predator. <laughs> Was he a predator? <laughs> to catch a predator? <laughs> You think I put predators on that? <laughs> That's what he sounds like. It's almost like you want to lose, Patrick. <laughs> like you're trying to lose. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to put somebody from the catch predator. I don't know. It's your game, dude. You fucking weirdo. Okay. Well, I'm glad you are going to lose because John Fisher was a defensive back. In 1996, drafted in the sixth round out of Missouri Western State. State. (laughs) John is the winner. Patrick is the predator. And that's your game for this week's episode. I am undefeated this year. You are by far the best at, at winning the game. I, th- I think you're undefeated in uh, Jaguars draft pick or reality TV star <laughs> That's history. Not true. Also. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, J.P. Shadrick. Uh, right. Oh, yeah. Shadrick. He rocked the whole house. Well, he you know definitely what? watches The Bachelor. Definitely. <laughs> you know what else is undefeated is Zoom, because this is two pods in a row where they didn't kick us off early. So that's nice of them for letting us ramble on as long as we want. and not are going to get a bill. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> they better not. I don't hate yeah. that shit. Uh, the ESPN Zoom bills. Shit's adding up, Sean. This is some secret. I, well, I, already, I gotta spend more on my Disney Plus bundle, even though I can't use it for ESPN because it wouldn't work. I so. They may just merge with like Hulu uh, and anyway. So like if you already have it, then they'll just get it without having to pay for it. Or maybe they'll tax more money. Well, let me watch the game. I'm tired of watching it on well, you know, my like, Zoom call. Well, that's going to end soon, so you're going to have to find Yeah. Away. I'm, I'm going to go eat dinner. Up to my television <laughs> for any longer. Acts of life, man. You're going to have to learn to live with or without it. True. All right. Well, we'll go move on for the night. I got some dinner to go eat. Uh, we're a couple days away from the last game of the season, so we'll catch back up soon talk about that last defeat talk about the official you know firing of Doug Marone but as far as 2021 goes life's looking pretty good for the Jags hopefully we don't screw it up but we have Trevor Lawrence so roughly 4 months i think it's like 190 we really days can't or go something anywhere but up, we can you know? yeah it's going to be great i i i hope so bad like I need the, the COVID vaccines to be like dropped out of the sky via helicopter because I need them 
to be able to do the NFL draft in person. Like, this is the draft of all drafts for us. That would be great. But you know who you're going to pick, so that takes the excitement away. But we're going to be partying hard. And then they need to do, like, normally the draft is only a one-day thing. They need to bring it back for day two and then bring out Trevor and let everyone go wild. He'll just say Duval one time. To the stadium after we pick it. Yeah, he'll do one Duval. We'll go crazy for it. So. Do you think Trevor, like currently, do you think he knows about the Duval chant? Uh, he knows. He probably knew the moment he found out he was, we got the pick. Yeah. Enough <laughs> sure. people have tagged yeah. him on Twitter. Like, you know, even if you ignore 90% of all the stuff that people tag you on, because I'm assuming he gets a lot because he's, you know, rich and famous. Uh, he's even not if rich he's, yet. Well, that yeah. We I mean, he, he, he probably is. is. He like, is. Not, he's not allowed to acknowledge that yeah. he's rich. Yeah, he's seen at least one Duval tweet on his timeline, so he oh, knows. I was thinking That's the make too. or break. If he sucks, if his first Duval sucks, oh man, that might be rough. We might Which, change how we say Duval if he does it a different way. Duval? <laughs> yeah, everyone at the stadium will be Duval if that's oh. how he decides to say it. Oh, you know what? Duval Dabal is not bad. <laughs> oh, Brian Dabble. We can do a dabble. See, it's all coming together. All right. See, and just like that, he shot up my list. See, that's all it takes. <laughs> See, it's all it takes. <laughs> Just a, a quick little thing. And uh, now he's number three. I put him above Dabo. Oh, wait, that one's good, oh, too. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, wow. All right. We'll break down this more next time. Did you have anything else left, guys? I just uh, thought, which shampoo company is going to endorse Trevor Lawrence? Head and shoulder. Oh yeah, head and like, shoulders. It's head and shoulders. They're they're dealing with Patrick Mahomes right now with his little like you know like the mohawk thing he has. They are they they can't wait to get their hands on Trevor. They've been waiting I since Troy Polamalu. Yeah, they he still does commercials for them. I know. I think uh, it's them or Old Spice. Why can't he do? Why both? not both? Yeah, my man's ready. I don't know. Conflict of interest. I don't know. What do you mean? <laughs> do you put who, do you put deodorant in your hair? <laughs> In the, words, <laughs> in the words of Dave Chappelle, I don't, know. I don't have hair, so. Does Pepsi or Coke taste better? better? Whichever one paid me more recently. That's how that stuff works. Yeah. Whoever uh, paid Pepsi you paid recently. Me recently, so that shit's delicious. That's it makes delicious. perfect sense, too. Why would taste better? <laughs> All right. Well, gentlemen, happy to be on with you. First of the year. We can finally root for the Jags to win some more. So, so go Jags again. We don't have to talk about the Jets or anything like that. Um, the real season's but coming up, you, the Jets. off season. Yeah, thank you for your service. Yes, but thank, thank you, Jets, Jets fans. Your sacrifice is our game. And we they got win. real salty online, though. So, uh, right, go Jets. A little, I'm a little over them. <laughs> but uh, the real season's coming up, guys. We got to get serious. It's time to win the off season in true Jags fashion. But we got Trevor, so it's looking real good, guys. So, guys, uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Jonas. Peace out, Jonas. <laughs> I need to get sued for using that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we'll get sued. Maybe this will be at the end of the pod or not. I'm not sure. We'll look into the legal <laughs> aspirations of it all. Frank.hjags at gmail.com. I don't know how to get into the password yet still. 
So hopefully those emails are collecting up, and when I do find out, you're I'm alive. I'm doing my best. It's rough, guys. All right. Have a good night. God hates Jags. <laughs>